This is Greeny with Mike Greenberg on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on ESPN+. Plus. Back and better than ever. Except for today. Where am I? I'm not here. Where am I? And tomorrow. Well... Guys, I'm a little under the weather, so you know what it is. Soup, 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 soup. It's soup, an all soup, soup, soup day. Soup, soup. It's is an it, all soup day. When you're not really? feeling well, when you're not feeling well, the best thing you can have some chicken soup, a matzo ball soup, <laughs> maybe a cream of mushroom soup. And what about Hembo? Hembo? Bubba? Hembo? Nuno? Devin? I think Hembo and Bubba are hosting. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're on an island. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> How about this? Plucky Abdel in for Greeny. What's up, Cap? Hi, Cap. What's, What's going up? on? You good? You got you the alerts good. last night? Did you get the alerts last night we that we were going to be sure here? We sure you were aware that we were filling in for Greeny today. Didn't see him. Plucky Abdel. I saw you tweeting last night. You got it. You had to see the alerts that people were tweeting you that we were going to be on today. Shade towards our great listeners. You're not looking at your mentions? No. It means people have to step just, it up. I was on the phones working on Cub stuff. Oh, you got good intel? You got what sources? Do what do What's we got? Cooking? What's hot what? stove? Hold on. We're stoving it? Ooh, that phone is hot. What do we have? Making moves? They got plenty of money to spend. Go and they, it's good to they, see them bounce back from the pandemic. It's nice. feel like they are getting one of those short stops. You know, what's sure. good is a lot of mom and pop shops did not yeah, survive it, the pandemic. A lot of but you see, you see businesses thrive, like yeah. the Cubs. Small businesses. It's nice. It's good. good. To see. They had a good Happy small business them. Saturday yeah. with the Chris Kring- Kringle Mart or whatever it's called. Poor Ricketts. Yeah. It's good to see. It's good. It's good for them. Surviving the pandemic. Yeah. So one, they're going to spend a little cash. One free nice. agent at a time. Let the team on the south side know. <laughs> well, the, I mean, the listen, meeting started. It is what it is. I, I don't know. Are, are you frustrated? Are you upset? Do you have hot takes on the Sox? It, isn't this what we usually don't do see? This. He's so upset right it's now. It's the same thing over and over yeah, again. I mean, I, no, I just no. I, my point is, is that if we're going to have two teams in the city, I'd like to have something to report on both sides of town. Yeah. Nice. I, I just can't shrug my shoulders on a team that I have the most emotional investment in and just say, oh, well, and I you can't, can't do that. You can't say that they don't spend because they spend. They just don't do it well. Like they have they've spent. Yeah. They have a very high payroll, like as far as the rankings of payrolls go. But they're just they're giving all their money to Grandal. Is the Yasmani uh, bobblehead still unclaimed upstairs? Yeah, there's, no one there's claimed one upstairs that. that no one wants. You want it? You, Yes, I'll put you, on the 19. Yeah, I'll yeah. put on the 19. Right. It's upstairs in the marketing office. I'll put on the 19 head, box. Head's gone. That's what I'll do. And I'll take a good swing. <laughs> I'll be glad to do that. He, I mean, they're not doing anything right now. I mean, you just can't go all the way to San Diego and be like, yeah, I'm good. Can I do anything? Well, it's I mean, a nice trip. No, well, I know that. But I mean, while you're doing something, it's, just, it's a work trip. Anybody, work. anybody want to close her? Anybody? He's like a scalper outside a concert. Be like, I got two. I got two yeah. relievers. I got two. Pretty anybody much. Anybody want. Anybody want a third baseman? Anybody want it? anybody? Nope. Okay. So if I was the, the Intel, Cubs, what, I would take. What, what's going to happen today with the Cubs? They're going to sign. A I don't know if it's stop? today, but I do think Trey Mancini could be a Cub today. And Jesse Ooh. also said that. Is that good? Yeah, short term deal to play first while they continue to bring Matt Mervis He's along. Old though, right? Uh, how old is Trey Mancini? It's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard his name. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, is that getting you to the pennant? Just bring up Matt Mervis already. I don't think they're convinced that Matt Mervis is ready to play 150-some games. Uh, Trey Mancini is 30. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's all right. Stop gap. That works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop gap guy. Mm-hmm. Got so, no problem with that. Yeah. All right. We'll but see how he does. When are they stop signing gas. four okay. shortstops? Uh, yeah. I think they're getting one of the shortstops. I do. 
And who that is remains to be seen. It, Dansby Swanson's getting married this weekend. Jesse th- oh. seems to think, and his w- uh, wife-to-be plays for the Red Stars. So there's is a Jesse lot- going to the wedding? I don't believe he was invited. Doesn't matter. Is he going to the wedding? I mean, I yeah, thought he was a reporter. you think that stopped Jesse before? I thought he was a reporter. Right. Hey there, yeah. buddy, I'm here. Jesse's dressed up <laughs> as a waiter. <laughs> as a waiter. How's your soup? Hey there, hey. buddy. Hey. Fake mustache. Hey, I'm one of the waiters here. I'm just a big fan. Where are you signing? He's, he's the DJ. If you're signing with the Cubs, say yeah. He said yeah. Report it. Report it. Hey there, buddy. Send it to Passon. I'm popping out of the cake. Here I am. But I think they will get one of the shortstops. They will get a first baseman. Okay. I, I got to think after giving $68 million to Jameis Tyone, I'll be surprised if they spend... $80 million on Kode Senga. Maybe I'll be wrong. I don't think they're going there. Senga? Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. But they're not done. They're far from done. Which is good to see. So, yes. what do you think of the report? Abdallah had uh, breaking news last night. What Major League Baseball, juicing the balls. Yeah. Did you see this study? How about, how about this ju- report? Juicy balls, guys. What do you guys juicy think about balls. this? Did you see this report? I did not. That most of the balls, most of the balls wow. were in Yankee Stadium. Red hot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And most of the balls were also used during the postseason. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Huh. Hmm. Interesting that they try to art- artificially enhance Aaron Judge to wipe out what Barry Bonds uh, has as the record for baseball. Hmm. Interesting. Do you guys see this report? Did Interesting. Not. I don't know. Hmm. Shady see. actions by Major League Baseball. Shadiness. I mean, that's why Pujols was so great toward the end. Well, yeah, yeah, a majority of the, of the balls season. were used in October and November. Mm-hmm. A lot of them were at, were found at Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of them were found during the postseason at postseason uh, baseball sites. It's baseball. It does mm-hmm. not surprise me. Mm-hmm. Does not, I'm not surprised by that report. I just love the sanctimonious high horse that you know, a baseball fan has about players. And you can't juice. And you got to do it the right way. But when it comes to artificially enhancing yep. baseballs and, and bats, honest baseball. Extra tight. <laughs> The good old game. The grand game. Yeah, that one Stop. from Insider. Good old baseball. There's a, keep going. There's, the like, a, there's like a graphic. Like, keep going. Never mind about your basketball. Keep going. Never mind about your basketball. Juicy so, balls. The yellow is the postseason baseballs that they found, and the blue ones are Yankee Stadium. Yep. Look at what the majority of those. It's he's crazy. Got no, he's got no comment. It's not, Cap, any thoughts? Nope. Baseball. Uh, I mean, it's juicy. Kings. Hey, Garrett. He is. <laughs> exactly. No, he's not. But yes, how about the juice baseball? Who's hit the most home runs? Hank Aaron. No, that's incorrect. My kids were raised properly. That's not how Barry what it is. What, what, what does it have to do with raising kids? Do you tell them that the earth is flat, too? <laughs> do you? Nope. Fact or fiction? Is is that how you raise the kids? Yeah. Barry Bonds he, is a crook. Okay, so he's still hit more home runs than anyone else in baseball history. He cheated. And a crook. And that's the sport. So is baseball. Baseball it's themselves the are cheating. They tried to give Aaron, Ro- Aaron Judge more home run balls. Come on. MLB has issued a statement that the conclusions of this research are wholly inaccurate. Oh, and you're going to believe baseball. Oh, here we go. Hello, Always, baseball. Oh, no, listen. That's old time, old timey baseball guy. You see, believe the sport, not yeah. the players. Yeah, that's how well, it works. If it was Goodell, he wouldn't believe it. Cap supports ball big baseball. manufacturer Rawlings. Says this research has no basis in fact. Okay. It's like it this isn't on New York Post or the Inquirer. This is like a legit study. Look at I, how long that it's is. It's long. I, I'll have to read it and I will. Well Abdallah read it. I did. He brought it to the table last night. I brought it. 
brought the so, juicy balls little, to the table. A little early, though. A block. Not sure if that was needed Listen, last you night. Listen, you wanted to Danny break down. Danny must have been uh, not listening. <laughs> Why? I was like, what are we doing You wanted here? to break, break down Cody Bellinger. Well, I mean, he signed with the Cubs. It was a big cool. deal. Big deal for the Chicago Cubs. One year, Cubs. $17 million. I was listening to Captain J. Hood yesterday. Ricketts said, you can spend. That's what I heard. Cap reported. Did yeah. I not say that last night? Listen, it's, it, I'm glad they found some couch change. <laughs> Small mm-hmm. mom and pop shop. Under the coffers at Starbucks. Yeah. Under the farmer's market. A cash-only business. Mom so, and pop. <laughs> Just walk into free agents with cash. Cap, that's really what it was. They were trying to unearth the money. They, like, Lo- loose drug dollars. There you go. <laughs> The Cubs, man. They didn't even clean it. It's but just, they found the money, though. They did? Dollar yeah, bill. Hold on. Here you go. $17.1 million. <laughs> Pretty much. They've cleaned the money, and now they can use it now. How about the money the Padres offered Aaron Judge? Where are they getting all this money in San Diego? That's they baseball. sell it all it's their games. It's baseball. You if can owners spend whatever spend, you want you can to. This is this guy's $400 million, and he said no, and they offered three forty three to Trey Turner, and he said no. Well, they want to win. Crazy. So, it, what, so okay. You keep at, you asked the same question this morning, and I'll answer it for you. Okay, so San Diego or Los Angeles? Some would say it's better in San Diego than is Los Angeles to live. The marina, mm-hmm. get yourself a boat, mm-hmm. get on the beach, all yep. that, right? Now, San Diego, you're not selling history. Right. <laughs> you're just selling dollars and an opportunity to live beautifully in San Diego. That's the selling point. But a and lot. Steve Garvey. Correct, but a lot of people feel like it's boring. It's boring from a sports perspective. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, money's not boring though. Well, they're but the it, only team in town, so yeah, they run it. Yeah. You know, there's no other pro there's team. No other there. pro team. Chargers left. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of people think it's too slow a lifestyle. Aaron Judge apparently did. I love it. I just <laughs> like that there's a franchise going for it. Yeah, I don't have a problem you with got, that. I, I mean, if it's your team, Cap, if it's. Uh, you love the idea that there's a financial investment. Mm-hmm. That's the best. Yeah. Oh, and no. I know it sounds strange, right? Because it's not Los Angeles, right? Cavs going to have a heart attack. But it's LA and San Diego. His guys I mean, if you're car, San Diego, oh you're going against oh, the no. Dodgers to try Sorry, to get those Cubs dollars. Fans. Uh, Ken Rosenthal is reporting, and it is his verified Merck? account. Merck? You see it. Merck? I see it. I pointed Cardinals to it. Cardinals closing sure. in on free agent catcher Wilson Contreras. Oh, no. Sorry, oh, Cubs no. fans. Oh, no. Oh, are we going to have oh. to do sad hugs around the, the diamond again? I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> he's going to hit home runs against us. <laughs> Cardinals, huh? I talked to Wilson yesterday. Cardinals? He's still. Say Cardinals? Still yeah. just so <laughs> bummed that he's not going to be here. He is. I, I talked to him yesterday. Face so is bummed. Great. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> Could you imagine, Cap? Take that, Wilson. I know you don't want him to go, but to, to your rival, the team that you can't stand, you won't like that. No, exactly. Yeah, you won't like them. Anybody but them, right? Correct. <laughs> yeah, that's the I effing hate that. I understand that. And I don't use the word hate. I understand. I can't. The huh? Cardinals more than any team. Now you got to hate Wilson Contreras. Uh-huh. Nope, can't. You're He's a dirty too good, card- to my, too good to my son. You're a dirty Cardinal. <laughs> Take You're that, a dirty cardinal! If only, if Over only under for when that happens. If only Barry, oh, that's how it happened. If only Barry Bonds would have high five Cap son, then he wouldn't hate him. <laughs> no, he's a bad guy. <laughs> that's the last team, though, Cap. That you didn't want that any team besides the Cardinals. Correct. Look at this. Here's Willie Contreras coming up. Baby. I'm going to guess he gets like four and eighty. Is Rooney still doing the games? There's a, yeah, July yeah. drive, base hit in the right field. For Wilson Contreras. Here's Contreras around first. He's on his way to second slide. Shaking for a double. We're a white <laughs> Shacks winner. And a world championship. <laughs> How about that, Cap? 
There he is, Contreras. Oh, no. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're really taking this one hard. And you, the funny thing is, coming back? Brett and I go to a baseball trip every yeah. year. Our oldest, Nick, just moved to Seattle okay. with his wife. And so we're going to see the Yankees at the Mariners. And Brett says to me yesterday, if Wilson goes to Houston, can we go see the Astros play? Sure. Absolutely, Brett. And I think that's where he's going. No shot. I'm How about taking now? it to St. Louis. Get your, get your jean shorts ready. Yeah, and your get toasted, some toasted rabs. Toasted rabs. And enjoy the arch. What were we told this weekend at the tailgate? Boiled peanuts. Avoid yeah, the boiled apparently, peanuts. Apparently that's a thing in St. Louis. In the St. Louis. Uh, boiled peanuts. Yeah, yeah, they look disgusting. In the St. Louis, what is it? What's the, the delicacy? The, the arch? No, the, the meal. Oh, Ted Drews. Yeah, is that what it is? The Ted Drews? Did he sign with them too? Ted Drews is yeah. a custard. They yeah. call it a concrete down there. Yeah. And they hand it to you like you go, I'll take the chocolate vanilla swirl. Oh, they flip it upside down. And they down. flip it up. Here you go. Oh, like a blizzard? Yeah. It could be 100 degrees out and that thing is not dripping at all. It's awesome. We were told to do that at Dairy Queen until too many people drop blizzards. Mike Shannon here with St. Louis Cardinal. Here's Contreras. Here's Willie. And the ground ball down to the right for line. And there's Willis, and he slid in the second base. So Contreras is in <laughs> with the ground rule double. So Willis on. That's all you need is that guy. No, you know what I need? That effing John Ham sitting there with a cardinal hat on. Yeah. John Ham is supposedly one of the nicest people in Hollywood. Wait, wait, what's the issue with Ham? Is that you didn't like Mad Men, one of the best shows ever? No, I doesn't like him because he's a Cardinals fan. You, you don't like that he's, uh, you know, people say he's carrying, he's packing heat. Oh, Is that packing, what you don't like? Yeah. Are you aware of this? Oof, Look no. it up. Look it up on the computer. Big Work computer. Yeah. Oh, he's carrying quite the... The package every, there. Someone says, every, Cap's going to look it up baseball on the computer. Don't look it up on a word computer. <laughs> Some, someone says He's literally putting yes. John Ham space. What else? Put, come I on. I was going to put gun. I thought you meant, oh, I, now I got it. <laughs> what do you think we're talking I about? Know. I thought he was like a concealed carry right wing extremist guy. I don't no. know. No. He's packing heat, man. Whoa. I had no Whoa. idea. Here on WLS. Throws it over yeah. his shoulder like a continental <laughs> oh, soldier. Holy Come God. on. All right. That'll do it. <laughs> For he's a jack. You now. ever see him in Richard Jewell? Okay. He was an ass. Yeah, it's right. a, it's a, a movie. movie. I he's acting. That. I don't like him. I felt bad ass. for Richard Jewell. Did you see him in Top Gun Maverick? Yeah, it's a ass. Movie. You see him in the town? He was this great. This is by far your wildest take. Like it's not even all, wild. It's just bad. It's a bad take. All the takes in the world that you have had, whether it's here, NBC Sports. In your past lives and past worry, like if we were doing a this is your life of takes, this is by far your wildest and worst take. He is hands down one of the nicest people in Hollywood. People, when they meet him on the street, say he's nice. He takes pictures. He signs for everybody. He does great things. But for some reason, because he played a dick in two movies, you don't like him. And he's a Cardinals fan. So what? F. John Hamm. He's on the list. All right. He's on the list. It's a weird list. All right. I'm buying him a Wilson Contreras jersey. All right. <laughs> and now Wilson Contreras is a Cardinal. Is he on like. the list now, too? Nope. Nope. Aaron and that's Willard. totally because he's been great to Brett. He's a great Cardinal now, and he's going to replace Molina for the next five years. The ground ball bites it in the left field. And now here he comes around first on his way to second. He slid into second for a double. Cardinal. On the Cardinal Radio Network. Couldn't go anywhere else. <laughs> Gotta be the... All right, so that's what? enough. 
All right, guys. That's All right. Great we, uh, we are in for Greeny today, talking live and local here Decent. in Chicago. Absolutely. We're going to talk some Bears football coming Absolutely. up next. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Some some good uh, Justin Fields conversation. Oh, yeah. All right. It's coming up next. All right. Let Buck and Doe. All right. Buck, boy, buck, boy buck, he buck. hates you. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> this is Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN 1000. And now on Digital FM at 100.3 HD2. It's Blackie Abdallah filling in for Greeny today here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. We're live and local in Chicago talking Bears football with you at 312-332-3776. Usually you listen to Black and Abdallah six to eight weeknights right here on ESPN 1000. Today in for Greeny and there's only one place to start. Here we go! Go, go! Only one place to start. All right, Abdallah, here we go. The Bears are on by this week with the worst record in the NFC. They are 3-10. and They lose to the Packers on Sunday. But I saw this in the Sun-Times earlier today from Mark Potash. Is there concern over Justin Fields finishing games? Potash writes about the progress that Fields has made in this season, but Fields has not developed the finishing touch. The Bears are 1-7 when Fields has had a chance to tie or take the lead with five minutes or less left in the fourth quarter. Peyton Manning, back in 1998, was 1-6. Aaron Rodgers... In 2008, was 0-8. Doesn't matter that Fields has not found success at the end of games this season. All right, well, if you look at the last game, right? Look yeah. at the Packers game, okay? So with three minutes left, or with uh, when they were to lose, they were still winning, 19-17, to right? Uh, with 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter, the beginning of the fourth quarter, they were still winning 19-17. And this is right after... The Packers scored a touchdown to make it 19-17, to right? Uh, Justin Fields has that 49-yard pass to Nikhil Harry. Then what do they do? Justin Fields, short pass left to Montgomery for negative two yards. David Montgomery uh, run for seven yards. And then it was third and five at the Green Bay 23. And Montgomery ran for one yard. You ran the ball on third and five. You took the ball out of the hands of your best player on third and five. Then... You missed. Then uh, you missed the field goal, right? With the field goal that was blocked uh, from Cairo Santos. Then the Packers respond with their own field goal, making it twenty to nineteen. They take the lead. Then Justin Fields marches the team down the field once again, and he throws that interception to Equiminius St. Brown that people have been saying this more on Equiminius St. Brown than it was on Justin Fields. The Packers get the ball back, obviously, with the interception. They score the touchdown. Justin Fields gets the ball back again with just under a minute left in the game. Marches the team down the field. Third and one at the Green Bay 28. He throws uh, the pass deep, and it was intercepted uh, at the Green Bay 5. And again, that interception was probably on him. That was bad, right? I can go back through other games if you want me to uh, and say that, hey, he was in a position to win the ball. Let's go back as early as that Vikings game where the ball was literally ripped out of someone's right, hand right, right. and taken away from him. Uh, how about the Velas Jones muffed punt uh, that they did that that resulted in a turnover early in the year too? They've had opportunities. We've talked about it at length. How Getzy turtles late in games. I gave you a perfect example. Now it wasn't late in the game, but it was in the fourth quarter. You throw a, a pass behind the sticks, 
behind the line of scrimmage to Montgomery for negative two yards. Then you run the ball for seven yards. Then on third and five, you run the ball again. You take the ball out of your best player's hands. Like, if anything, spread guys out and see if Fields can make a play. And if not, he can at least try to run for the first down. So to me... It's not a matter of whether or not Justin Fields can can finish games. It's the circumstances around him this year. And we've talked about it before with the Vikings, Chris, how last year they lost a bunch of one-score games. And this year they're turning those one-score games into wins. And now look at what the Vikings are this year. Even though the stats point to Minnesota not being as good as their 10-2 record suggests. You know, Potash also goes out to point uh, that against the Packers, the Bears had no sacks and no takeaways And when you don't do that defensively, it's very difficult to win football games in the NFL. And uh, he also has the stat NFL teams with no sacks or takeaways are one and 16 this season in the NFL. They're seven and 121 over the last five seasons. So if you don't get to the quarterback, you don't force turnovers defensively. You almost have no chance to win a football game. Whether or not you have a developing quarterback who can who can drive the length of the field at the end of a game. Uh, so Justin Fields, at the end of games, we've seen situations that the players around him mm-hmm. are not of the same caliber, thus leading the Bears to lose these games. I feel like it, it, it's interesting. We can sit here and we can dissect the, the stats for Justin Fields in the fourth quarters. But to me, I'm not seeing things in the fourth quarters where I'm saying, man, he's taking major steps backwards each and every week once they get to the fourth quarter it's just things are not clicking the same way yeah especially like you mentioned play calling from getsy turtling just running the football straight into the line no creativity no passing game that stuff hurts your quarterback especially when earlier in the games and we saw it against the packers going downfield was successful for Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. And it's a shame, too, because, you know, they've been in a lot of these one-score games. And, you know, we talk about it, how he needs to find a way to finish these games. But also the defense needs to find a way to finish these games. The defense gave up 18 points in the fourth quarter. I just said it. With 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter, they were winning that game. They were winning that game in the fourth quarter against the Packers. And the defense let up 18 points in the fourth quarter. Like, you can't do that. I'm looking at games against the Falcons, too. Yes, an interception ended that game. But you shouldn't have let the Falcons march down the field for a touchdown. Then Justin Fields answers with a touchdown of his own. And then you let the... You let the uh, Falcons march down the field again and kick a field goal. You put yourself in a situation to win the game with a field goal, but the defense needs to find out how to close games, too. Like, that's also on the defense. It's not Justin Fields needing to will this team back every single week. It's on the defense to find ways to get stops late in games. The defense had a decent game until the fourth quarter. I mean, it was 19 to 10 heading into that fourth quarter. You found ways to win. You found ways to shut down Aaron Rodgers and the Packers for three quarters. For 45 minutes, you found a way. But in the fourth quarter, you couldn't do it. Bears fans, 312-332-3776. It's Black and Abdallah. We're in for Greeny talking to you about Bears football right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Does Justin Fields have it in crunch time? Do you think he's developing into that type of player? Are you concerned that the Bears have not had success here in the fourth quarters of games to this point this season? James and Gurney, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, James? James dropped off. All right, Bye, so- James. 
Well, it was a good call from James. Uh, he says that he's not <laughs> concerned about Justin Fields. Uh, but like that's the whole conversation here is that we're looking at this. I saw it in Potash in the Sun-Times earlier today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Potash is not saying that Fields does not have it. He's just laying out that there are quarterbacks who became all-time greats that struggled early. And we've seen Justin Fields in the fourth quarters struggle early, the one in seven, uh, notably from Justin Fields to this point. All right, we'll try James once again. James and Gurney, what's up? Sorry, fellas, got a call drop. Hey, how are you too? Good to hear you early. We're are good, you working man. tonight, what's going too? On? No, no, no. You working? No. So I just, I mean, some of this clickbait <laughs> stuff. I mean, let's look at Justin Fields in its totality, where he came from from week one to now. You guys mentioned yourself. Uh, our offensive coordinator. Why did I? Why did I just lost his name? Getsy. Luke Getsy. Getsy. Getsy's learning too, man. You guys said the same. He's like, shit. I know it's conspiracy. It's almost like they're trying not to win in some of these courses, but the kid's growing. And that throw, that that throw, the last throw of the game was a bad throw. I think he held it on to a little bit too long. Looked down his receiver, and if you look at twenty one, was wide open underneath. So this is all just progression. I think it's just kind of hogwash, man. Like in the the words of uh, the late great Chris Farley, it's horse blank, right? I mean, that's just. I don't. I, I see this kid growing. You, I'm 40. I'm 50. You guys are in your 40s. This is the first time we've had an opportunity to have a franchise quarterback. Everything this kid is doing right now is I couldn't ask for any more. And guess he gets he's got to learn to get a little bit more aggressive. But that, that's all growing. So yeah, I don't. I don't believe in that at all. I think this kid has got everything it takes. The offensive line he actually played really well. I mean that's a better than average defensive line. I know they're not good against the run, but that's better. That's a better. That's a good defensive line. I think they held up pretty well. So. I think we're right on track, fellas. And Good stuff, James. Be, yep, love you guys, man. And I'll talk to you next time. All right, Wait. thank you, James. Wait. And, and that, that's part of the conversation. I, I think people think either Fields is right on track or they look at parts of his game and say, I'm going to poke a hole here because he's not succeeding in the fourth quarter. Well, go back to the Lions game, too. The, the Bears score a touchdown. Then the Lions get the ball back in the fourth quarter. They force a, The Bears force a punt. They get the ball back, and then it's Khalil Herbert for two yards right on first and ten. Then it's Khalil Herbert for two more yards on second and eight. Then it's Justin Fields scrambles to the right for one yard. Where, where, where's the creativity? Why aren't you throwing it? Well, you need, you know that this Lions team has been able to score points. They've been scoring on you all game. They've put up 24 points. Why not continue to be aggressive, aggressive instead of just running out clock with seven minutes left in the game? What did Matt Eberflus think of this topic on Monday at Hallis Hall? He answered that question. We'll we'll play for you next. You are listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. When you're at home, don't miss Black and Abdallah. Tell your smart speaker to, to play ESPN 1000. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Abdal filling in for Greeny today here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Live from Chicago, if you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. We're talking about Mark Potash, his piece in the Sun-Times, and his first in 10. And the first thought was about Fields in the fourth quarter. In crunch time, does Justin Fields have it? So far this season, Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears are 1-7. and seven. When Fields has had a, tie, a chance to tie or take the lead with five minutes or less left in the fourth quarter. Now, 
Abdallah, like the way we started this conversation this season, and we're, we're hosting the Bear Down podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. So we've been talking Bears football uh, throughout the summer into mm-hmm. training camp. And the one thing that we asked for about this team with Eberflus and what we kind of suggested would probably take place when you go from a team with, with a, a coach that everyone wants fired and Matt Nagy to a new head coach, we thought there would be a little bump in the effort given by the team, uh, a little bit more of a competitive nature from the Chicago Bears this season. And and we did see that because based on the stats, like Potash is pointing out, one in seven with five minutes or less left in the game in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. you have a chance to tie or take the lead. You're, you're in games. You're not finishing, but you're in games. This team is not getting blown out from week to week. And I think that was different from what we saw in the past. And you and I kind of pointed to like this idea. Yes. Did you and I both think this team would be much better? We absolutely did. Uh, I was proven wrong by the product on the field. They proved to us that they are one of the worst teams in all of the National Football League. I thought that that one in seven record, that it would be more towards 500. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the Bears would be closer to 500 than what they sit at three and 10 today. The worst record in the NFC. Didn't expect that. We were wrong. But with that said, they were competitive from the standpoint that Fields has had opportunities with five minutes or less left in the fourth quarter to make a play, to try and win a football game. They just have not done it. Well, my big thing before this season was compete. And I I meant that not in a sense for the playoffs. Like, I knew this team wasn't going to be a playoff team. I thought the Packers would be the class of division. Obviously, the Vikings are and the Packers and the Lions still have a chance to make the playoffs and the Bears are done. So to me now they still are competing. You've got we like we've mentioned. They've had what seven you said seven and one they're in one score games. They've one been in seven. Yeah, one in seven in, in one score games. And like that's okay, fine. I get that. But the next step is to have this this new talent. Like we've said before, right? Equimini St. Brown might not be on this team next year. You're gonna draft a wide receiver, whether it's in the first round if you trade back or in the second round or wherever, you're gonna add more weapons. The, the, the free agency class for wide receivers is not good. So what happens when you draft what you should be your number one wide receiver, that means that Chase Claypool, Darnell Moody both become your number two, number three, 2A, 2B, however you want to look at it. That means that Cole Komet becomes that second, third, or fourth option as well. And then once you get down the list there and further down the totem pole, it means that Equiminia St. Brown is not there on that route where he's going to, you know, uh, have the ball intercepted from him, where he's going to run a bad route. It means that the guy, I can't even remember his name, uh, had the ball ripped out of his hand. Smith Marset. Smith Marset has his ball, the ball ripped out of his hand. He's not going to be there to have the ball ripped out of his hands because you're going to have Mooney on that route or or or, or uh, uh, Chase Claypool on that route. My point is that the second that you draft a wide receiver, right. this team gets better and you have and the talent kind of spreads itself out where these guys like you know Pettis might be around, Nikhil Harry might be around, but they're not as responsible for making plays as they are now. Equiminius St. Brown isn't responsible for late in-game clutch plays where he's running a bad route and then it, it Justin Fields throws an interception. Also, when you add to this offensive line, and also when you add to this defense, like this defense, I mentioned, gave up 18 points to Aaron Rodgers in the, sec- in, in the fourth quarter. Like you can't have that happen. A better defense, once you add a Will Anderson or a Jalen Carter, you add more to this defense, like all of this stuff should take care of itself, but they're competing. 
They're in one-score games. They're not getting blown out. Now, next week, a big test because you're already an eight-point dog to the Eagles. You have two weeks to prepare for this game. So let's see how uh, Matt Eberflus and this team shows up when you're projected to get blown out. Well, and remember what happened off of the mini-buy. The mini-buy, the Bears played theoretically their best game of the season Mm -hmm. on national TV, surprised Mm -hmm. everyone. Matt Eberflus on Monday, he was asked the question, how much of the failed fourth quarter drives falls on Justin Fields' shoulders? Well, it's the nature of the position, right? I mean, that's what it is. You know, the quarterback, you know, gets a lot of things that are put on him, you know, in terms of praise and everything when everybody's blocking in front of him, clean pocket, you know, the receiver's running the correct route and all the positivity that a lot of that goes to the quarterback. You know, uh, the, the, the media puts it there, the fans put it there and all that, but really it's all 11 guys. And it's the same thing with the criticism, right? It all goes to the quarterback. Well, it's not warranted that way because it's all 11 guys, you know, so it's, it's a team game. You know, and uh, to me, it, it is because if you ha- don't have all the guys doing the same thing at the same time, the right way, it's hard to execute. It just really is. So um, to me, it's all 11. And again, certainly our quarterback is running the huddle. Um, he's running the plays and he'll be a big uh, instrumental part to our success um, in the future. And, uh, and we're getting him in those situations and he's, and he's doing a good job. I thought the two minute operation was much better um, to, me, to me in terms of the operation of it. You know, it looked crisp, it looked clean, pocket was clean, ball was out on time. Um, when you look at both of those drives, um, and, and to me it looked a lot better. But do you see him as a guy who can develop, a quarterback who can develop into the guy who wills performance out of his teammates, gets the gets the wide receiver to come back and block and, and knock that ball down or, or, or make the block, or, you know what I'm saying, that wills performance. Is that what it takes to, to, to turn these losses into victories? Yeah, that's a good point, and I, my, I would say yes. I believe that to be true. Um, I know I know the man inside after being with him for a year and the grit he has and the talent he has, uh, no question he's going to get it done. So that's Matt Eberflus on Monday. Uh, you heard Mark Potash in there with the follow-up question as we're talking about what Potash has in the Sun-Times today. Uh, Fields, whether or not he can be successful in the fourth quarters, to this point this season, the Bears are 1-7 in, in situations where they could tie or take the lead with five minutes or less left in the fourth quarter. We go to Reggie in Romeoville. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Reggie? Hey, 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 good morning, guys. Uh, you know, I'm just uh, kind of fed up with this all feel, feel, feel stuff. You know, it's it's 21 other guys on these teams, you know, so somebody else got to step up too, you know. I'm, I'm tired of uh, Fields getting all the blame all the time. I just want to know what you guys think about that. Yeah, I mean, this show is not blaming Justin Fields. We've been uh, staunch supporters of Justin Fields from, from the day he was drafted. And I think Abdallah has laid out all the different issues around Justin Fields. It feels like he's pulling everyone along and he's just not getting any help. Yeah. Now, he does have some poor interceptions. Like, I'll say, like, the interception at the end of the game. He has had some bad interceptions, but that's what you you expect that. I mean, he's tied with interceptions with Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes, but I'm saying that even the best quarterbacks in the NFL throw interceptions. Josh Allen, the last not the last couple weeks, but before that, was having interceptions in the red zones. I feel like everyone would still want Josh Allen as their quarterback. Yeah. Quarterbacks are going to throw interceptions. Inopportunistic ones are obviously bad, like poor timing in the fourth quarter when you're trying to come back. That's not good. But you have to watch. You can't just look at the box score and say, oh, well, he had a bad game because he threw two interceptions. Like, watch the game and look at what is happening. You know, if you look only at the box score, I could see how someone would suggest that Fields was not good on Sunday against Mm -hmm. the Packers uh, because you see the two interceptions, no touchdowns. Quarterback rating of 75. 
But uh, to me, going 20 of 25 for 254 yards, that is more impactful than the two interceptions. Yeah. I, I think Fields having only five incompletions on Sunday against the Packers, I think that was huge. Because you know why? We've seen the games where he's attempted fewer passes, but he's had more touchdowns. Right, like we've seen the games where he's only attempted sixteen passes. Mm-hmm. We've seen the game where he's had three touchdown passes. He can do it. It's the offense around him that's now allowing him to be the talent that he is, and his talent is bringing everyone along with him. Like, who would have thought at the end of this season, when we started back when it was still summer, that we would be saying that the Bears' offense is good? Like, you could statistically break down and suggest that this Bears' offense is good. You want me to? How many playmakers do they have? Do you want me to break down how that it's good? How many star, talented wide receivers do they have? Do you want me to break it down for you how good well, it is? But this is my point. Fields is bringing everyone along with him. He's yeah. the reason this yeah. offense is what it is at this point. Do you want me to tell you how good it is? Tell me. Okay, so the Bears offense from the, Pat- from the Patriots game to the Packers game. And then you take out the Jets game because Fields did not start. So right. once we started to see this after the mini-buy, like you mentioned, after the Washington game that they lost, the Minnesota game that they lost, starting with the mini-buy against the New England Patriots and through the game against Green Bay, but removing the New York Jets game because he did not start that game, the Bears offense ranks eighth in overall offensive DVOA. They're eighth in the NFL. Eighth. Top 10 in the NFL. It's pretty they're good. They're 16th in passing, so they're middle of the road passing. They're third in rushing. Now, a lot of that has to do with Justin Fields running for 175 yards in a game and that kind of stuff. But sure, this is a top 10 offense when Justin Fields is healthy and playing well. Now, like you said, add a top-tier wide receiver, add better offensive linemen. I mean, this could be a top 10 offense next year, too, and maybe even top five. We're talking Bears football with you, Blocking Abdallah. We're in for Greeny. To Black and Abdallah on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. I'd like you to meet someone who's really special. It's Black and Abdallah. A real inspiration. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. Football with you. It's Black and Abdallah in for Greeny today, live from Chicago. We go to Dan in Florida, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. What's up, Dan? Well, guys, it's refreshing to have two young men on the station who really know what they're talking about and give a real respect of what's going on with the Bears. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Appreciate it. This Appreciate team it. is, um, you know, you got a first-year head coach. You got a first-year defensive coordinator. We got a first-year offensive coordinator. With, with lack of talent. So, you know, the inconsistency of play calling and stuff and the fundamentals of a game is just, this is, you know, it was due to happen. There is just no doubt about it. I mean, it's just lack of talent. You're going to see probably 30 guys staying in the roster, and I'm going to a scale of 60 guys. You're going to lose half the roster. He's going to make some big changes. And he had to dump a lot of people to get, because he had no cap space, no draft picks. I think he's done a great job. I mean, there's just nothing else he can do. And uh, compare the top two uh, guys that everybody's talking about, Carter and Anderson, night and day. Anderson's a much better football player hmm. than Carter. Carter's strong, but the motor you can't beat. Carter's sure, a little sure. consistent. On tape, sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. I would have told Sylvia, I told him, I, told him, I said, 
What I would do is watch the LSU tape and tell me who's a better football player. <laughs> Carter had one or two plays the whole game. Yeah, right. He was he was inconsistent in the whole game. But as you know, as far as the drafting guys, he's gonna he's gonna drop down. He's got to get more picks. I mean, this this draft is loaded. The three technique guys are going to have to go to free agency. The draft is not that strong a technique, but outside rushers, outside linebackers that can rush the pass, there's a lot of them. The same thing with receivers. He might draft two receivers, but it's going to be very, very interesting. You guys are 100% right. I think the scheme, the talent, and everything, you get better blocking, give that kid a little more time at quarterback. It's going to be, I mean, it's amazing the stats you put out. They are actually 10th in the league in total offense. It's it, incredible. It's wild. <laughs> but, good, good point, good. Stan. Appreciate the phone call. All right, guys. Take care. All right. Good there's Dan in Florida. I don't thank need you. Greeny. <laughs> thank you. Bye. All right. Thank, thank you, Bye-bye. Dan. Black and Abdallah in for Greeny today. So today on NFL.com, there's a lot of uh, NFL draft stuff. It is starting to be draft season, especially for Bears fans. They see that second pick, and it's, oh, it's juicy. For, for weeks, it's people juicy. in this town have been celebrating so, mock Mondays. That's That's been a big, hot thing here in the city. So what Mel Kuyper says about Will Anderson, is Anderson the clear best non-quarterback in this class? Kuyper says, it's going to come down to Anderson versus Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter, just as we predicted last May. Anderson is 56 tackles for a loss and 27 sacks over the past two seasons. I will also tell you that he led the SEC in sacks and tackles for a loss this year and was top 10 in all of college football in both of those uh, categories. Stud. Uh, and uh, he gives offensive tackles nightmares because his get-off speed and ability to wreck plays. But Carter has rare, rare physical traits for an interior pass rusher with quickness and power to blow up interior linemen. As far as which defender goes first off the board, it'll come down to team fit. Will Anderson is atop most boards right now. And Matt Miller did a player comp for all of his first round grades all of the players that he has graded in the first round and so for will anderson his comp is von miller which would be good uh and jalen carter his comp is fletcher cox okay both both great players yeah both very good players. i mean yeah. it's kind of like how, how do you want to build your your team defensively from the from the front seven and then also which position has more depth because mm-hmm. it is possible that you could go uh, defensive tackle because you know you could get another stellar edge rushing linebacker yeah. in the second round somewhere else within the draft. I think I think what will be very interesting as Bears fans kind of head into the offseason, a lot of this will be based off of free agency. If they go get a tackle, if they get an edge rusher in free agency, then the decision is a bit easier. Yeah. And maybe you sure up the defense with both positions in free agency, and then you can go get a number one wide receiver in the top 10. So names, like that, That's a possibility yeah. as well. Names to keep an eye on will be Will Anderson as an edge rusher. Miles Murphy out of Clemson. His comp is Bradley Chubb. Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. His uh, comp is Frank Clark. And as far as defensive tackle goes, there's uh, Jalen Carter and then Brian Brees from Clemson. His comp is Leonard Williams. Black and Abdallah, we're in for Greeny today. We're talking Bears football with you. We'll be back in two minutes. We're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.